Since the beginning of time, people have always found creative ways of communicating. This is my way. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and we need to talk. Welcome to the second installment of what I'm calling Life in the Bunker from Not For Nothing. Uh, Today, I have the only person who is socially safe to go around, Ethan Howard Ham. Hi, guys. Hello. We can, in fact, be more than six feet away from each other, or less than six feet away from each other, I should say. Because... We've already been exposed, so if we got coronavirus, we got coronavirus together. Exactly. Hope you love this. But if we do, then both of us are asymptomatic, so that's good question And mark. we're not going around anyone else. We've right, been in this we're house definitely not. for days and days and days, so hence the series Life in the Bunker. How have you been doing with that? So, I mean, obviously, I have an idea because you're here with me <laughs> in this 400-square-foot apartment, well, but, I mean, you, did, you made a post the other day about how... Social distancing for this extrovert is hard. It's interesting. Um, I've, I've been sort of comp- compartmentalizing a lot um, because it, I mean, it just, it feels bigger than, bigger than us. Like there's, there's no choice where life is at a halt. And like, even if you go to the beach or you do, you break the, which you shouldn't be doing, <laughs> you break the CDC recommendations there's nothing life is at a halt nobody's going to work nobody's open for business you cannot go like someone oh yeah michelle castle friend of the show was talking about um talking about wanting to do more crafty projects because she's like me she's she's given herself something to do during this time to kind of give herself space and something to just something to keep her hands busy, something to keep her mind busy. Right. And she's been making jewelry. Um, we kind of went to Michael's or we, we did go to Michael's a couple of days before, um, everything shut down here in California and she bought all the supplies. She made some bracelets. She made me a bracelet, she said, and she wants to do more. And I'm like, well, I guess you're going to purchase it online because yeah. all the stores are closed. But Well, Michaels is doing ads now about how they're offering free, I think it said free, delivery or um, uh, curbside pickup at stores, mm. which I'm of two minds. I like that everybody is offering delivery services now, companies that don't normally offer delivery. As far mm-hmm. as I'm aware, Michael's, up until this point, has never offered delivery service. I mean, I think they do, they would do online stuff, you know, deliver it through the mail, but... Yeah, maybe that's it. more what it is, r- reminding people. But You can um, also get delivery. But then to do curbside pickup means that there still has to be people in the store working. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, and I don't know, and that, I mean, that's... That's the nature of what will unfold in my conversations, I think, with life in the bunker. But today, I want to um, I want to focus on a different aspect of it all because I posted an episode with Sarah talking about sort of just the ins and outs of 
being, you know, quarantined. And today I want to explore something that, um, that you and I had talked about. You and I, we, we have been following all CDC regulations, all Governor Newsom's regulations, all of, well, I mean, what little regulations Donald Trump has set for us. We've been following those two of no more gathering, no gatherings over 10 people, yada, yada. Um, but we went for a hike the other day up Mount Washington. Um, I was very precautious to keep my six feet between me and all other humans. Mm-hmm. Even though that bitchy couple who <laughs> ran up on me on the trails and then looked like I was just the villain of all time to be on their trail. Yeah, some people I were lost my mind. On some them. people were more, um, I guess we should say, accepting of the fact that there are, in fact, other humans still in the world around them. And some were not. Well, I, you know, I was very heartened to see, like, when we would be on a trail and then we would see somebody else coming up the other way of the trail, we would cut off down another trail just to give them... You have this... Go ahead. We'll, we'll get out of your way. We have been social distancing and we have been sequestered into our home. But on that trail... Um, we'll call I, them fitness couple. <laughs> yeah, the fitness couple. Fitness couple. And then... And then we saw them running, running up the road because we got to the top of the of Mount Washington, um, on the the park where you know where the trails are, and we got onto the streets and we were just kind of walking through the streets um, that were deserted. We were going for a walk, getting our vitamin D, um, and coincidentally, we we ran into one of our uh, ran into one of the characters from one of our favorite shows. Yes, he was there. I was like, oh, it's Dimitri, the Russian asset from Madam Secretary. Um, and he really does look like like look that sexy in person. He really does. Like it. I mean, he looked just like he did on the show. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, they use no makeup on him because he's perfect. Yeah. Um, but then right behind Dimitri, the Russian asset, we saw fitness couple running, and I'm just like. Down the middle of the road, because they could, because there were no cars. Oh, yeah, there was running in the middle of the street, which I have no beef with you running in the middle of the street. There are no rules anymore. Just run in the street. It doesn't matter. But I was so annoyed with them, because they were just, like, getting their fitness in, which we should all be doing exercise. We should all be trying to maintain as much of our health regime as possible. But it's just like, you do realize there's a whole world going on around Right, exactly. You do realize that we're all dealing with something we've never dealt with before. Um, but that's beside the point because another moment you and I had on this, on the trail, um, it's something I had been thinking about a little bit over the past few days and it just kind of came to me through a Instagram post from Oprah where we started talking about it. And so I I just want to play the Instagram post first and then we can discuss isn't it interesting how in how a pandemic has the possibility of bringing us together in ways that even a week ago none of us would have been able to predict or expect i mean you being able to call bull on everything that's happened before uh your word <laughs> uh, being able to call it and then in a week we see how things have drastically changed it is, it is it is incredible. I mean, it's it's one of the upsides of this whole drama is that we are forced to think together as a as a as a race. You know, we, we really are. You know, as a human race. As a human race, yeah. But you know, also 
our world has been taking a kick in. You know, we've damaged our world. And, you know, it's no surprise that our world is reacting to the human race. It's no surprise that a virus has been created that is going to slow us down and ultimately make us think differently about our world and ourselves. That's like a real, for me, that's a standout thing that's very obvious that this is almost like the world's cry out to like, hey, 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 you're kicking me, you know, what you're doing is not good. So I'll get rid of you as any, any, any organism would do is try and get rid of an infection. And maybe this is it for the world, so. Yeah, I think it's important as we are all trying to deal with the pragmatic and that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this with Apple is to talk to people like yourselves who can bring a, 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 a broader insight because I think we all lose as human beings if we just think of this as a physical virus. I think it's it's exactly what you just said, that it's here to teach us, show us something about ourselves as individuals and also as a world of people. And this is a mo- moment for our humanity to either rise or not. Any any initial thoughts on that? Because it, it spurred some thoughts in me on the trail the, yesterday. And so I'd like to further explore. Yeah, I mean, I um, really early on when this started becoming very serious for us here in America. Um, I found myself having those very similar thoughts to what they were discussing. Um, And then, well, you mentioned on the trail that you had a suspicion that you and I might have differing opinions Mm -hmm. about that sort of thing. And I said, no, I think we're actually on the same page, but we might have a different relationship with how we got there. Because the reason I had said that is because... What they were discussing, I had sort of started putting those notions out there that I'm like, this is bigger. This is deeper somehow than just a world getting sick during cold and flu season. And I felt not that I, not lonely, not like I was the only one who felt that way, but I felt people were like, it's not that spiritual. It's, it's something, it's a sickness we need to deal with. And I'm like, I feel like it's more. Mm-hmm. And, and you were one of the people who were, you weren't poo-pooing my thoughts. You just seemed to, to not agree until yesterday. And now here we are for the first time discussing it yeah, fully and in depth. Well, I mean, my first, like I said, when it first started really breaking, that's where my mind and heart went before anything was, oh, this is a deep, this is a reaction to an infection. Kind of like they were talking about mm-hmm. in that, in that, um, in the post that's kind of where I went with it as well mm-hmm. about how the earth is really being pushed to the edge with for the most part, no real indication that anything is going to happen to stop that trend. Um, so the earth is saying basically, look, if you're going to do this to me, I'm going to give you a fight before I go down, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I mean, and if you think about it as far as a body, if you have something that is infecting your body, your body reacts by sending white blood cells to go attack that that what is attacking you. Um, and that's what really that's what really hit me because um, I saw a report that said um, China's pollution, like China's skylines are clear. Yeah, 
because everybody's been at home. And then we went out on the trail yesterday and had never seen the sky so clear. Yeah, in, we got in up Los to, Angeles. We got up to time, the top of the mountain being here. And we just stood there for a long time and just looked out and just kind of tried to see how far we could see. Yeah. And you and you looked off in the distance and you were like, I can see this closest mountain ridge and then the one after that and the one after that and the one after that. Well, and yeah, I mean, I knew that there's mountains after mountains leading us into the valley, which is the direction we were looking. But I saw a mountain I've never seen before yeah. because it's never been clear enough for me to see it. And well, I was like, there's a big mountain over there. It made me laugh how we were just kind of taking in the uh, the panorama. And you said, oh, there's Griffith Park Observatory. <laughs> I don't remember being able to see that from Mount right. Washington because I don't think you ever could. I know, yeah. And it just, those moments struck me that you can physically see the pollution. Like, you, I mean, you didn't, I didn't realize... You could, I mean, there are clear days and then there are smoggy days here in Los Angeles, but I never really knew ex- just how smoggy Los Angeles was until you, I saw it completely clear. Yeah. And it just struck me the whole world is shutting down, mm-hmm. the whole world is inside. And this has got to do something for pollution. And, I, and that's when it really started to sink in that, like, this might be bigger. This might be a moment for... Some people are, you know, saying... Some people are calling it God God fixing things. Yeah. I, I don't really want to give... I don't really want to say God is like, put this on us. Because God does not send plagues. That, well, was, that was Old Testament yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, he, God he has. Send it is plagues. on his resume. It's, it is... <laughs> It's on his resume. It is. I mean, I you know, I'm I'm an Episcopalian. I, I know the resume well, but I just don't believe God sends plagues like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a plague straight out of the the Old Testament for sure. You know, you, you know. Speaking of which, I will just drop this in here. Mm-hmm. I did see that. I think it was on your Facebook as you were scrolling through the other day. Some person did a post that that was like, you know, God sent the plagues to Egypt, and what do you think this means? And my first thought was, God sent the plagues to Egypt because they were enslaving people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I definitely think... I mean, I believe, personally, this is just my personal beliefs as a Christian, that when Jesus was nailed to the cross, that sort of ushered in this new religion of Christianity. And with that, it ushered in God's... I don't know... It, in the Old Testament, God intervened a lot. Right. I I believe we're in a space where God is taking a step back and letting us become Christ-like. Letting us, that's the whole point of Christianity, to be as Christ-like as possible to sort of join the body of Christ. And I, so I don't believe God sends plagues. But I do believe that you reap what you sow. I mm-hmm. believe that, I believe in the power of of um of karma mm-hmm. i believe in the law of attraction what you give is what you receive and if you are a kind soul you will see the kindness in the world if you are a dirty soul you will see the dirtiness of the world that's why when you walk out of the house every day if you think everybody's out to get you it's because you are not right in your soul mm-hmm. it's because your soul is at unrest and this planet has been at unrest for a long time now. Yeah. And, and that 
that sort of philosophy goes beyond Christianity because there are plenty of people. Oh, for sure. There are plenty of people we know who would describe themselves, including myself, who would describe mm-hmm. themselves as more spiritual than religious, who agree that it's something deeper and it's something more on a universal energetic scale happening. And then even if you're not a spiritual person in any sense, if you're agnostic or atheist or whatever you like, you know, whatever you consider yourself to be, mm-hmm. and you go more from a logical scientific perspective about everything, that's in the laws of the thermodynamics, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. And if the action that we've been giving to this planet that we live on for so long is just working it down to its actual core, what do you think that reaction is well, eventually going to be? And the coronavirus, I mean, and, and I don't, I'm not here for it, for people who are making connections between um, HIV and AIDS right. and coronavirus, because they are, I mean, it's a pandemic. A pandemic is a pandemic is a pandemic. But this pandemic is non-discerning. Yeah. It's taking everybody out. And Well, I mean, technically neither is HIV. Well, HIV and AIDS was not... I mean, it's I mean, it's a pandemic. That's what I mean. It's a pandemic that has no... Demographic. That demographic that is at risk. But the thing is, with H- HIV and AIDS, you do have to come in contact with it. Like, you have to have sex with someone with it. You have yeah. to have shared needles with someone with it. You, it is not airborne. Yeah. So there was a specific group getting that. I do believe that it had HIV and AIDS had its own set of problems because we knew who was getting it and the government said, I don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. It's not my it's not my Republican self, Reagan. Right. So I don't give a damn. That's what that's what the response was. So this one, it don't matter if you give a damn. For coronavirus, you're going to get it if you do not follow the CDC guidelines. For sure. 100%. Amy Klobuchar's husband's got it now. Tom Hanks has got it now. There are world leaders who are getting it now. The mayor of Miami has it. So, Well, as far as Amy Klobuchar's husband goes, I mean, have you seen the latest news about um, our favorite libertarian, Rand Paul? let um, Let me finish this point real quick. So we don't get too far off topic. Okay. Um, what I was saying about that is, why now? Mm-hmm. Why now? Did Because the COVID-19 was a, a disease that was in animals. And now it's in humans. Yeah. Why now? How did it go from that moment to this moment? And that's what, I, you know, that's the... There's a reason. There's a scientific reason that it went from animals... To humans in this very moment. Mm-hmm. And I believe, as a Christian, as a spiritual... Like, I, I even believe that even more than a Christian... Because Christianity is a religion. And all religions are man-made. Your relationship... With, religions are man-made for your relationship with God. To express that properly. And that's what that is. I have a relationship with God. I'm a spiritual person. So I do believe spiritually that there is a reason that scientifically it went from animals to humans during the time when we are destroying this planet and we're electing idiots like Donald Trump. That's my spiritual belief. Take it all out, spiritual belief. There is a scientific reason that we went for this disease went from animals to humans right now. That's that's my personal belief. What do you think about that before we go on but stick a pin in that for sure. Well, um I mean I I I think I agree with everything you said. Um, the only thing that I would amend, I think, is, because you know me, um, mm-hmm. I try to not make it as specific as that. 
to me, I think the politics of where we are in this world right now do play a part in it because it is creating this, you know, this this jagged, negative, harsh energy from everybody. But I don't think it necessarily... For me, it doesn't necessarily have to do with who we're electing. It has to do with how the people who we are electing reflects how we see each other just as people. I want to say that too, yeah. I don't believe that this is punishment because we elected Donald Trump. I believe we elected Donald Trump because we've got something in our souls that's off. Yeah. And he he spoke to that that energy within our souls. Yeah. As a as a collective soul. I voted for Hillary. She spoke to my soul. Yeah. I'm well, just saying, but there's something in there that led us to vote for Donald Trump. There's something in there that's leading us to be at peace with a man who says that Mexicans are Mexicans are rapists and murderers. There is something at peace in our soul as a collective that said that here's a man say I can grab a woman by the pussy, and they're like that's fine. That is not fine. You're a Christian. That's not fine. Right. I did not mean for this to get so preachy, but I'm feeling it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord is with me. I but you know there's just something in us that that. I'm facing right now because I've been at home for days and days and days. I haven't been able to think about anything else, you know. Well, and obviously, but anyway, go ahead. and obviously, people like us who voted for Hillary or some who voted otherwise who did not vote for Trump, that was not something that we were at peace with. The mm-hmm. things that he did. However, on the flip side of that, what we were at peace with is a whole other can of worms um, on our side because on there on the Republican side, there were plenty of people who were at peace with the fact that he said and did all these things. Mm-hmm. But they said, you know what? I'm going to vote for him anyway because because he's not Hillary or because he is a Republican or because I actually think that he is the right person. I think he's going to drain the swamp. I think he's going to make America first, blah, 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 whatever you want to say. On our side, we were at peace with looking at Hillary Clinton, who on paper, and I dare anybody to try to challenge <laughs> you on this because Lord, have, Lord help them, but on paper... Say whatever you want about her personality. Does Hillary Clinton have the best personality of any politician ever? Probably not. No. I, don't, I need my partner. I need you to have the personality that that makes me feel good. Exactly. I don't need her to. Exactly. Just saying. On paper, was she the most qualified person who we could have possibly had for the job yes. at that time? Yes, she was. <laughs> but there were plenty of people who are registered Democrats who had no problem voting for Democrats in the past who were at peace in their hearts saying something as excuse the language, bullshit, as, mm, I don't know, I just don't trust her. There's just something about her. And then you didn't vote for her. That's what we have to deal with. And I wonder if that, too, is the spot, the space in your soul that is at unrest for this whole world, you know? This whole world, people are... At, because I'm sorry, I, I do believe this. I believe if you are a Christian and you voted for Donald Trump, your soul is at unrest. Because he does not... If you were voting for him because you're a Christian, if that was what you were doing, your soul is at unrest. And I believe that people who cannot put a pen in it with why Hillary Clinton should not have... Why why they can't vote for Hillary Clinton, but they can't tell you why, Mm -hmm. your soul is at unrest. You have to be logical about things like that and we weren't we didn't make our decisions logically at all across the board Mm -hmm. in 2016 and i do feel like that that has set in motion a lot of things going on because donald trump he immediately 
got into office and backed out of the Paris Climate Accords. That was the most overreaching thing. And it was interesting. My company today, or this recently when we shut down, our official um, word to the public was, per CDC regulations, we're being overly precautious in promoting social distancing. That was the official word. And I believe that the Paris Climate Accords might have been overly precautious. I mean, this is, I mean, people, just save it if, if this is inaccurate based on what you're thinking about the actual pi, pri, Paris Climate Accords. But I'm just saying, we took the most overreaching steps we could. And I don't think with climate change, you can be overly precautious at right. this point. That's what my point is. I know that people listening may be like, oh, but then, then, then. I don't care. This is a spiritual sort of deeper meaning conversation today. And that, so 2016 started that off in motion with doing that. And then we come to find out Donald Trump has ended the pandemic response in the NSC, the National Security Council. Uh, or maybe it was Homeland Security. But either way, it was in a security body that Donald, that, um, Barack Obama created the pandemic response team because of SARS, because of uh, West Nile virus, because of these pandemics that were sort of in Africa, not our problem, but they were on the horizon. We've got to respond to them so they don't get bigger. Well, it got bigger. Mm -hmm. And why did it get bigger? Because he dumped the pandemic response team. That's it. We could have seen this coming. We could have ordered the tests. We could have had it covered. And we didn't. And so I, I believe that just these moments of unrest in our soul led one decision after another to this moment. Yeah. And now we have to sit down and think about that. Yeah, we can't treat this as a blip on the radar. We can't treat it as, oh, this is something that came up. We have to deal with it. We've dealt with it. It's over. Now let's move on. Yeah. We cannot treat this as a freak of nature moment. This is something, to me, very similarly to how Trump became president in the first place. This is the end result of a very complex, long, drawn-out chain reaction that ended here. Mm-hmm. That's well, where we, we hope it here. ended here. We well, hope. and all these people who correctly are saying, you know, you have to do, we have to do social distancing. We have to come up with a vaccine. We have to get more... Uh, tests out there. We have to get more respirators to the hospitals. Blah, blah, blah. We have to do all these things or else we will die. Mm-hmm. That has to be once all this is over and this horrible nightmare is behind us, that urgency needs to be transferred to addressing climate change. Because if we don't do something right now, we will die. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah. And I just, I looked um, again from that trail on that mountain yesterday. I looked and I just saw the sky so clear and it just hit me. I'm like, maybe after all this is done, just these couple of months of nobody out there, fewer, fewer, fewer people driving on the roads in cities like Los Angeles and New York and Chicago and Beijing and just all around the world, maybe this will buy us a couple of more years. And maybe it'll buy us some time till we get a president who takes it seriously. Yeah. And maybe... If we get a president who takes it seriously for long enough, 
and we make some changes, even those skeptical people who voted for Donald Trump who think that everything's fine and we just all need to sit down and shut up, we'll see that, no, everything wasn't fine. And we don't need to shut up. But anyway, you were going to talk about Amy Klobuchar's husband having coronavirus. Oh, yes. Well, have you seen the most recent sort of blurb about Rand Paul? Oh, yeah. I forgot Rand Paul got it. How does that feel? Bet you want some uh, health care now. Well, Bet you don't want the baker from the town square fixing you, do you? Well, anyway, did you hear the latest on that? No. Because it came out that he got, that he had it. Now, not only have we learned that he tested positive for it, but... He licked babies. After he tested for it, but before he got his results, there was a week of time where he was still going to work at the Senate. So he's trying to take out the entire Senate. So basically, I guarantee you, I have no way to prove this, but I guarantee you that the reason why Amy Klobuchar brought it to her husband was because of Rand Paul. Hmm. And to him, That's I say, and to him, I say, first of all, if you don't believe in government, maybe you shouldn't run for government. Yeah, office. why are you even here? If you don't believe in government, you big troll, get the hell out of it. He was the I only. I hate him. I really was... do. I have to pray for the hate <laughs> in my heart because he is just a garbage heap who needs to, you know, be gone. I forget what it was, but like at least Mitch McConnell believes in a government of some sort. Right. He wants like, it to be his. But... It's his government. I mean, and we're going to take him out. Thank you, Amy McGrath. Mm-hmm. But at least he like wants to be there and he's not like standing in a house saying we should burn it down right exactly so um i can't remember what it was i think it might have been the um the aid package that the republicans were building before they got the before the democrats inserted themselves into the debate about it Mm -hmm. um Rand paul was the only one who voted against it simply because he doesn't doesn't believe that government should be involved in that kind of grand scale stuff what is government for like i'm hearing these republicans these small small government republicans who are saying this this is the moment this is what you need a government for when there's a world pandemic and and i get that concept i believe that government should be deeper you know into our lives than that but that's their that's their thing they're like when there is a national security crisis when there is a national health pandemic that's what these small government republicans feel that's there for well what do you believe mm-hmm. like where do you want a government Rand paul what do you want the government for i mean because even the notions of small government they are nice frilly notions that they're very idealistic that things will take care of themselves. Yeah. We need them. That's fine. It's it's a nice, freely thought. I get where you're coming from. It doesn't work. Mm-mm. It's like trickle down economics. It can be explained to the to the high heavens, but it doesn't work. Yeah. So it's the same people who are like businesses and organizations don't need regulation. They'll sort, they'll sort themselves out. They'll do the yeah. right thing. According, what makes you? What has ever According made you think to that? To whom, Jeff Bezos? Hello, exactly. $105 billion. Why is he not giving us some money? Let, let's keep the money in the government. Let Jeff Bezos play, pay for us. We pay enough money to him. Even We e- all pay for Amazon Prime. We all pay to shop online. Even Elon Musk. Let him pay our salaries for a while. Even Elon Musk, who has gone on record saying he doubts that the pandemic is as bad as we're making it out to be, donated today like a couple of thousand dollars of, uh, or a couple of thousand um, ventilators to LA hospitals. Uh, I'm going to need you to do more. Oh, for sure. I'm sorry. But at least he did something. We don't know that Jeff Bezos well, has done anything yet. And to bring it back to um, 
our previous episodes where we talked about our uh, obsessions, me and Sarah, uh, Lucy Arnaz, Lucille Ball's daughter, came for Elon Musk with daggers the yeah. other day on Instagram or on a Twitter. She was like, you need to shut down your factories, turn every one of your Tesla factories into a factory to build respirators for hospitals nationwide. I'm like, yes, Lucy Arnaz, sit up in that mansion in Palm Springs and tell us how what is real. And to bring it into my world, as far as I'm aware in the UK, who as a whole are still dragging their feet, need to get mm-hmm. it together, um, Clarins UK was, as far as I'm aware, one among the first uh, businesses and companies in the beauty world mm-hmm. in the UK to shut down operations, send their people home with pay, mm-hmm. and now they've transferred three of their factories to creating... Um, sanitizers and surface cleaners for hospitals and healthcare workers. And now um, a lot of companies here in America are doing the same thing. That is fantastic because, I mean, Donald Trump, he's touting this as, like, wartime. Yeah. And And it's not it's not not wartime. I just, I mean, Sunny Hostin on The View, she, she was like, well, you're a draft dodger. I don't need you talking like you're a wartime president because you're not in that way. But at the same time, if it weren't Donald Trump, I might, people might not be mad about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's not wrong in a sense that Clarence is now making hand sanitizer. Um, and we're calling for Elon Musk to shut Tesla, Tesla factories down to make respirators. That would be a good use of the time because Disney... They shut their fa- they shut their studios down in a way in during World War II to create World War II films. Um, factories were shutting down to create weapons for mm-hmm. the the cause. This is a very wartime notion to shut it down and fix things. Yeah, get it done quickly. And if we all just turned our attention there to do that. We would get through it quickly, but I don't know that we can. I think that's what brings it back to that spiritual space. Because if we did not have to sit here in our own thoughts, in our own homes, with nothing to do for a while, we might not come to that conclusion of things have got to change Mm -hmm. if we just got through it super quickly. So I don't know that we're going to get through it, you know, instantaneously. I think there has to be this. I mean, because California is shut down. Until April 19th, as of right now. Right. They might extend it once we get there, and they're like, oh, everybody's still dying, so let's do it more. But we have this month to, to you know, sit with our thoughts. And these extroverts like me, it's, it's a lot. It's coming fast and hard. <laughs> I need people to talk to. I've been using Marco Polo, Zoom. We've, I mean, conferencing. Those, um, those app companies have got to be... I was like, is this a at least a little bit happy right Marco now? Marco Polo and Zoom got together and was like, let's watch, let's get our numbers up. Yeah. Because I'm liking this Marco Polo. I mean, I'm not using it for a great many people, but it's fun to see everybody's faces. You mm-hmm. know? Um, also, speaking of everything shutting down, we're talking about these companies, these beauty companies that have resources for this making sanitizer and cleaning mm-hmm. supplies and all that. How do we feel about like Disney World and Disneyland, these places that are now shut down and have these great big resorts turning those resorts into hospital areas for now. I think they should. I think they should. You know, if you're like, I mean, because nobody's there, you know, and you and it is a controlled atmosphere that you could control the entire stack of people, you know. We get coronavirus, we head to Anaheim. Yeah. 
and go stay in the Grand Californian. I mean, that would be a real nice thing to do. <laughs> To get to, you know, the Disneyland Resort Hotel. And that's the thing. like Nobody can be at the pool. And obviously, they the length of time that they had previously anticipated being shut down would have to be extended. Because after everything's said and done, then they have to do some heavy-duty sanitizing and cleaning. Mm-hmm. But isn't it use worth it? it? Or, use it as an excuse to remodel, Disney. Or, better yet, maybe we could just go into the park if we get... Uh, COVID-19. Are we going to feel like going into the park if we're sick? I mean, if you give me a respirator and put me on the Mark Twain and ride me around the rivers of America, I'd feel pretty good. <laughs> I'm just saying. We'll see. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, you know, get me on. I mean, maybe my, maybe my heart will palpitate a little too much on Space Mountain. Yeah. But I could definitely sit on, um, sit on uh, Storybook Land, ride through the whale's mouth. Well, to take it back to... Teacups? That'll make you cough it up. <sighs> I'm just going to let that sit for a minute. <laughs> anyway. To take it back to Amy Klobuchar, obviously it's not good news at all that her husband got no. it. Which means she's now exposed to. However, I will say, all these politicians need to calm the F down and stop making these grand sweeping statements mm-hmm. that they do not know. Because Amy Klobuchar, I heard this on the TV this morning before I got out of bed. Um, but you were watching TV, and they said something about Amy Klobuchar saying, before this is said and done, this is going to affect every single American family. You don't know that. Stop scaring people. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I'm okay with that, because if it, ha- it hasn't come here yet, and it is scary, this is going to affect every single part, every single family. If you, ta- if you hear that, maybe you'll take these CDC recommendations to stay at home. Seriously. Don't go to the beach. You know what's going to make people stay at home? You know. If they get arrested when they go. So, yeah. I hate it for you, but all these idiots who went on spring break and I went mean, on the beach in California, and, like, the mayor of Long Beach was like, you people disgust... This is not a joke. He said this. You people disgust me, and you should be home, and this is not your summer vacation, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. You know, again, you know what would make people not go to the beach? If you arrested them when they got there. Well, and the principles of America, that is, that does go against the principles of America, but at the same time, China did that, and they had three straight days with nobody being diagnosed, mm-hmm, so... Exactly. And I, I saw this article, a behavioral uh, scientist said, this is why we don't tell people... It is recommended that you stop at red lights. It is recommended that you drive on the correct side of the road. Because if you just mm-hmm. recommend people to do things, there's going to be those assholes that don't because they don't have to. Mm-hmm. If you tell people, if you don't stop at that red light, A, you're probably going to kill somebody, and B, you will get a ticket and possibly go to jail. Do you, People will stop doing it. Do you think that might be something that we, we make part of a pandemic response team, a set of laws that, you know that the CDC can say, no, it's against the law. I think, Or no, maybe not the CDC, but taking the CDC's recommendations, there's a pandemic team that's now saying it's against the law to go to a public space like a beach in that way. Because I wonder, I just, I don't know. And and you, ha- I think you hate this about me a little bit, that I, that I um, do this. I do play a little bit of devil's advocate because I hate devil's advocate idiots. They always... You do? A little bit. You're number one devil's advocate. I'm not number one. I, I work with some people over my lifetime. There's just contrarians. Been... There's a difference. There's always that okay. person who's like, mm, I don't know, the other way, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I do work with a That's contrarian. That's just contrarian. Um, but the reason the reason I bring that up is because we were in the park the other day. You and me. 
We were walking. We were getting our vitamin D. We were keeping our social distance. Is a park the same thing as a beach? I mean, I'm not saying that I have Or do you think that if they had shut it down, we would have just stayed home? Yeah. I'm not saying that... Is that your mindset? I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but I'm saying maybe there is a ceiling that once we hit, once the number of cases hits a certain level, or once the number of deaths from the cases reaches a certain level, then we start bringing in those more stringent actual laws Mm -hmm. that have consequences that people break. Yeah. Um, And then as far as that kind of stuff, maybe it has to do with, I don't know, the size of the park. How many... Because I imagine, I don't know, but I imagine that any kind of public park has some kind of numbers calculating or estimating like how many people visit there at any given time. Mm-hmm. Well, so, you did say that the beaches were cordon, cordon, cordoned off. What is it? Cordoned? Taped off. <laughs> cordoned <laughs> is the word you're looking for. Cordoned off, but, yeah. yeah. Um, you did say they were, they were cordoned yeah, off. Yeah, after this past weekend when everybody went Oh, after went the there. weekend? Yeah. I thought you said that they jumped the barricades. I mean, no, no, I'm saying people will still do that, which is why they need to be arrested oh. when they go. See, that's but the thing. After if, they this were, weekend, if they were barricaded up, you cannot go to this beach. Sure, put a police there. You're not going. But no, you before know. this weekend, it was this whole, like you were saying, this fluffy thinking of, oh, no, we don't need to do that because the people of California will take this seriously and we trust that they'll do what they're supposed to do. Well, you saw how that failed. Have you ever seen the people of California in rush hour traffic? They don't take laws seriously. No, they don't even know the laws. How many times have you seen somebody jump across the the median between an, an exit when oh, they've God. lived here for 20 years? Yep. So. Oops. Excuse Hi. me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people would think that that was extreme of me to think that we need to just get some police out there and start arresting people. You want this to be over? You want to continue to see people dying? Yes. <laughs> I want this to be over. So there you and go. I do not want people to see people dying. But I didn't disagree with you. I just, it's a it's a hard fine line when you start arresting people. But there is going to come a time when you have to. I think. Yeah. If 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 you like that is that's medical terrorism for for um, Rand Paul to have taken a test and know that he's waiting on results from that test to know if he actually has the world pandemic that's mm-hmm. taken us out and he goes straight to work where all of our leaders are most of whom are over 65 that is that is full-on medical terrorism you know what's going to happen to him nothing nothing's going to happen to him nobody's going to do anything about it nobody's going to strip him of his post or anything he's you know, not going to stand on trial nothing will happen i would be i would be satisfied if he didn't need to stand trial and he didn't have to be thrown out didn't wasn't wasn't treated like a terrorist you know sent to guantanamo i'd be satisfied if somebody just beat the shit out of him (laughs) right just on public television and be like well how do you like me now do you want to go to the hospital well those are those are you know your public hospital down the road yeah you don't public hospitals those are not those do not coincide with your libertarian ways sir so good luck bandage yourself up it's hard to breathe through a swollen nose but I'd be satisfied. Just beat the tar out of him. It'd give me satisfaction because he's a little pecker. Yeah, but then once he recovers, he'll be back at work. Not if we vote him out. Come on, guys. Vote him out. Do better. Where's he from? South Carolina? I have no idea. North Carolina? 
the butthole Virginia? of America, Virginia. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> that, that's. I was thinking about that earlier. I want to. I want to know what he was like when he was running and what kind of stuff he was saying that made people enough people go. That sounds good to me. To vote him in, Kentucky. Okay, so that's fair. I thought so. I thought it was Kentucky. So, Kentucky. And is it Mitch McConnell from Kentucky, too? Of course he is. Oh, no. Kentucky. Kentucky what you Kentucky, doing? Kentucky, I'm going to need you to get get on. Uh, okay, so the Derby shut down. So, go ahead and get them horses and race somebody that is qualified to be in our government straight to the polls. Hello. Well, they are. Amy, what's her name? Amy McGrath. McGrath. Come on, Amy. Amy, we're behind you. If you Okay, so, Rand Paul going into work with coronavirus and Mitch McConnell... Destroying the government from within. If you're in Kentucky, vote for Amy McGrath. If you want to really help this country, send some money to the Amy McGrath uh, campaign. She's still running, and they're they're tied. They're tied in their polls. Yeah, right that's now. interesting to me. I wonder if she's trying to take out Mitch McConnell. I wonder if everything that's going on with the coronavirus is affecting how people are. You know, how people feel about Mitch McConnell. I just I don't know. I'm I'll be interested to know that. Well. To sum it up, to bring it back to the spiritual, deeper meaning of this, any thoughts? Any last thoughts? Well, I guess I'll talk about um, what I meant when I said, I think we were on the same page, but we may have arrived there differently. Because mm-hmm. um, like I said, my first instinct was to think, oh, this is deeper, and this is definitely uh, like an energetic thing. But... Um, it is definitely also my nature to, when something is bad, go super logical and super cerebral about it. Yeah. And that's that's why I assumed we would be on the the yeah. on the opposite pages because I'm just the opposite. When something goes bad, I'm like, what does this mean? And I did find myself going, not necessarily trying to talk myself out of that way of thinking, mm-hmm. but I did find myself kind of focusing on, no, this is. This is just a chain a chain reaction that's resulted in this mutation of this particular virus. And Cognitive dissonance. Now it's They're both true. Now it's reached us humans and we have to do something about this. And, you know, there are logical things that we can do to put in place to stop it. And um that's kind of what I was focusing on for a while and was just kinda of like trying to keep abreast of the numbers and mm-hmm. read all these opinions from all these experts and um kind of see where the, the scientific world was looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, yes, we can talk all day long about the deeper meaning of it, but spirituality alone is not... Adjusting our spirituality alone is not going to put an end to the coronavirus. No, We no. have to come up with a cure for it, number yeah. one. And also, while we're in that process, be smart as citizens. Right. And seeing all these idiots who continue to go out and try to go to bars and go to beaches and do all and have parties and do all this, that's the kind of stuff that really uh, <laughs> upsets me um, mm-hmm. because you can't even be logical. Really? You can't even yeah. be like serious about this? Well, it doesn't affect them, so it, they don't care yet. Right. They will. I mean, Amy Klobuchar is right. If we don't take this seriously, it will affect every family. And I mean, that's the thing. As of now, flights are still, as far as I know, coming and going from California. Oh, yeah. Two if I really flight. wanted to, I could still go to Alabama for Easter and see my family. Have you decided not to? I mean, basically. 
I haven't canceled my tickets just because you never know what might happen. But, um, and also because the airline sent out an email asking, if you're not traveling in the next three days, please don't call us. Yeah. Well, and they, uh, there's two, I, I work with two, no, I don't work. I am on the vestry at church with two flight attendants and both of them are still working. Yeah. So for, I, two, for two different airlines. So if I really wanted to, I could go. But I, unless something changes drastically and we get the okay, I'm not going because of my grandparents. Mm-hmm. It's not even that I'm super concerned about getting it because I'm not. Like, obviously, I don't want it. Well, you have health insurance. I do. And so if you do get it, you can take care of yourself and you have, you know, it won't cost you an arm and a leg and you have reason to believe you'll get better. Right. But if you contract, if you contract it, Mm-hmm. If you pass it along to someone else, um, then it can be very detrimental. To them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been asking people on the Facebook group what they're doing with their time because this whole spiritual concept that we've gone with today, I felt that it also is a great time for us to look inside spiritually. And we may return to that to see what we found because, I mean, we got nothing but time here in the bunker. Right. Um, but I do want to give a few shout-outs. Um, my Aunt Carolyn, who uh, responded to the post, she said she is cleaning her house and laying on the couch, uh, which is a good thing because my Aunt Carolyn works her tushy off. <laughs> and everybody in this community, uh, or in the community that she lives in, where I grew up, would agree. She is the custodian at my high school. Um, and, well, I guess she's more in the elementary school where I went. But, yeah. She cleans that thing top to bottom. Ain't no, probably ain't no coronavirus in that school because Hello. she cleans it hard. Also, Michelle Love. Do you remember Michelle Love, mm-hmm. our uh, our sushi waitress yes. from Birmingham that we became instant friends with? <laughs> she just graduated UAB this past Yay. year. Um, so congratulations to that. But she said she's doing a lot of reading and cleaning and writing. And I think that is fantastic. I, I'd love to hear more from everybody. Uh, about the creative endeavors they're pursuing during this crazy time. Uh, I had mentioned on the last episode, I think, that uh, I am picking up the piano again to start making some beautiful music. Um, But also, I'd like to welcome someone to the Facebook group. Uh, We have a new member, Ernie Gonzalez Jr. Yay! uh, Actor extraordinaire. Um whom you probably quote on <laughs> at least a bi-daily basis. Yeah, probably. Because we were he came to the New Year's party this year. <laughs> Nobody else is going to find this funny. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um, we were all just sitting around watching the ball drop stuff, and uh, I, I don't remember if it was before or after the ball drop, whatever, yada, yada. Uh, Jenny McCarthy, who hosts every year, she said something, and they bleeped her. And nobody even took a notice of it until Ernie goes, oh, my God, did she cuss? <laughs> so, like, pearl clutchy, just, like, offended. Did, he, did she cuss? <laughs> and it was so unexpected. But anyway, he has joined the Facebook group. So, welcome. Maybe we can get you on the podcast. I know you're doing remote teaching classes. And if you really want some fresh entertainment for yourself, just go to Ernie's IMDb page. He's on every sitcom that is popular or even just on television this this season. He's on it. Um, Yeah, go to his IMDb page and watch everything he's been in and you'll find lots of new wonderful shows. 
Um, but yeah, he's teaching remotely, so maybe I can get him on the podcast live in the bunker because I'm doing remote interviews. That's it, and except for with you. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you want to talk of? Any any new projects you're going to start for yourself? Because I know that we've talked about it. Yeah, um, I've heard you say this to a couple of friends, and it's I think it's hitting the nail on the head. You've been telling people that it's been a little bit tricky for me because my obsession and hobby and creativity and my job are all the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I so said because your, I, your, inter- your hobby, your interests, and your career are all the same thing, and right. that has been shut down this week. Yeah, because I can't go to work. I'm also not feeding my creative endeavors mm-hmm. or you know getting that little kick of of treating my obsession for that day, mm-hmm. you know, so... Um, and you have been playing a lot of Nintendo, which we all should, I and we I have been too, and, you know, we've all been catching up on our shows and doing all that, but these remedial things that we're doing only go so far. Right. They're not fulfilling in so a deep way. I've been, um, you know, doing more yoga, mm-hmm. getting back into that, um, and... Really, honestly, aside from that and playing lots of Breath of the Wild, yeah, um, I haven't been doing a whole heck of a lot. I do. It made me laugh when you showed me a post earlier that said, uh, "For so long, I've thought that I haven't been able to do a deep clean of my house because I haven't had the time." And today, I discovered that is not the reason. <laughs> and that's how I feel too. Like uh-huh. I could definitely do some heavy cleaning in here, and I just haven't because I don't have I the desire to do so. Out. I want to give a shout out to to Casey Graves Williams, mm-hmm. who is my cousin. She has been her Facebook has been giving me life because that's what she said. She, let me let me pull it up real quick so I can read it. Okay, her post says, "After years of wanting to thoroughly clean my house but lacking the time, this week I discovered that wasn't the reason." <laughs> and that is so true because we we're just sitting around being quarantined. Yep, my our house is. In a in a weird state of half packed, yeah. half everywhere. I was gonna say we could be we could be packing more. We haven't done it yet. Well, our our house search. We've been we were gonna move April first. We were on the right path, and then this happened, and offices are shut down. Yep. And so, but anyway, continue and I, what you were saying. Well, and I got I get the emails from Zillow about new apartment listings, and I'm still getting them. And mm-hmm. I saw one today that was like a two bedroom in South Pasadena. That had been listed for less than a day, and it already had like twenty-one requests mm-hmm. on it. And I was going to put in the request too, and then I just stopped. And I was like, "Why? Why bother? I don't. Uh, nobody's going to get back to me, and we're still waiting to get back to hear back from this." Yeah, we anyway. applied for so, two. One, one we didn't get. They they've turned us down, which is something you do when you're apartment searching. So um, we're waiting on another one, but hopefully we'll hear something. I mean. Yeah. We've been pretty. Pro- I mean, we've been we've been pretty productive on in twenty twenty so far. I'm weirdly excited to go through your t shirt drawer. Oh yeah, we got to do and that. And some t shirts. T shirts. But yeah, aside from that, just been kind of hanging out with you. I want to share one more uh, Facebook post that I saw that just made me laugh because it's the nature of this year. It's one of those memes that's the conversation back and forth. And it says, Time Traveler, what year is this? Me, 2020, the Time Traveler. Oh, God, have the corpses reanimated yet? Me, the what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but that is so true. I mean, this, I've said it many times this year already that 2020, before coronavirus, uh, showed up 
on the on the world stage. It just felt like 2020 was trying to sip water from a fire hydrant. Yeah. And now we're just like we're life is kind of going on a little bit for you and me. But it's starting to slow down. But yeah, it's been that. So those have been, I've been keeping myself amused. And I I should start posting more of the ones that amuse me on the Facebook group um, a little bit more. Because we got to keep ourselves laughing. We got to have brevity through all this. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that is, that's another aspect. The, the, The spiritual aspect of it all is another thing that I wanted to explore while we're here in the bunker. But uh, do you want people to follow you on your Instagram? Because I know you're pretty active on Instagram. Still. Sure. Um, Ethan H. Ham is my Instagram name. Um, I doubt there's going to be a whole heck of a lot of posts late, uh, as of now, just because I don't have any new developments to share. <laughs> but um, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I will just pop on and start talking more. Mm-hmm. I posted an actual video, not of my face, but I was talking of the products, the skincare products I'm using right now. And our friend Patrick commented on it and said, What? A video? And I was like, I know, right? Call the police. <laughs> Patrick, somebody else I'm going to get on the on the show pretty soon because I know he's got the equipment to conference in. Yeah. So, Patrick, hello. Come on the show. We're, we're in group chats with him mm-hmm. constantly. Um, yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter... You can follow me at Kyle L. Henderson or on Instagram at also at Kyle L. Henderson. Uh, go on the Facebook page, Not For Nothing, and join the conversation because that's all we got now is the conversation. Conversation from a distance. You And special shout out to Zoom and Marco Polo because <laughs> we are living our best life, seeing our friends' faces through conferencing and video chatting. And that does it for this installment of Life in the Bunker. So I'll see you on the next episode. 